What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. All right, Targs, no music tonight. <laughs> it ain't because you've been bad, Targs. Greetings, all playing Gregor Hernandez, ass clouds across the hood. That's all playing here in the open air coast coast. That house we call Zog Batman, third and final. But this show is always the same the lost and found sheep of the house of Israel. Ye chosen seed of Israel's race. Ye who did hear Christ's call. Greetings. Uh, heck, uh, I tried to use this. Uh, Dell, you know, number one Dell that I got cheap about what? Oh, Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday or whatever. It's coming early and early in 2013. Any case, uh, it's a powerful computer, but it has Windows 8 and it's iffy. So anyway, no music more than likely tonight. Uh, let's see. I have had a rather, well, I've had a week dominated by court and by lawyers. You know, that's the size of it. And let me see what I call, I call it, uh, well, there's no law. So, uh, let the war continue is what I call the title of this show. It's what tonight is, uh, October 25th, 2000. And 15, and usually October is my favorite month. It hasn't been so much this year. Uh, Brian Real, Brian Real lost in federal court for 10 point. He won 10.75 million dollars. It was altogether bogus, and so he decided to go to the Lake County Court of Common Pleas and sue me for 25 thousand dollars, which is the maximum you can get. And he filed, he filed a civil complaint, and it is pretty much exactly the same shit, the same shit, you know, other than the DMCA, of course, that he lost in the federal court. And we sparred around on the, what, oh, during the week between the, uh, 
you know, I went ahead and filed I went ahead and filed a motion for reconsideration and Brian Real says, Oh, let me have more time, thirty more days to file a reply brief for reconsideration. Uh, the judge the judge gave him an additional thirty days and he took it. And he had no lawyer, he had no clue, he had no reason to, you know, continue it other than please let me go to Lake County. Well, he went to Lake County. Paid two hundred dollars. So here I am, and at Lake County, they are fed up with him. They are tired of him, but hey, they got to allow him to file these bogus lawsuits. So anyway, I went ahead and looked at it, and it got worse and worse and worse, and I took about really three days. And at the same time, Wednesday, I have court in front of this evil little bastard, Kevin Lee Selby. Same one who, when he crawled out of California, got all mad because he was after my first son-in-law, and I humiliated him You know, in Grammy Municipal Court. So he went running up there and had me jailed for contempt of court for not paying a, well, not paying for a trial, a jury trial, which I lost, on a uh, burnt-out headlight, which was nonsense as well here. It well. You really, for all practical purposes, a uh, you know, in the state of Missouri, really they don't have any real authority to come up with something which is really defective equipment because no police officer really has any authority to make a stop for such a thing. Not even the Missouri Highway Patrol, the way it looks, you know, the way it does actually look. But they use that as an excuse to, oh, get people to, well, pay their speeding tickets or whatever. They call it defective equipment. But anyway, I went through trial that through there, and I ended up spending, well, supposedly 30 days in jail, actually over 28, because they didn't really want to have me in the jail. I can be rather unruly as a prisoner. So anyway, uh, he did that, and then when it came time to, well, buy and sell the grandchildren, he got himself involved because he's also the family court, you know, clerk, and he he won't he won't let himself leave here. So then when he got transferred to him, he's the same judge who had stolen children, bought and sold them, and I I was suing him. Me and Roxy was suing him. He shouldn't be in charge of that, but he insists on being in charge of that, you know, ruling you know in a preliminary hearing. Essentially, I wouldn't I wouldn't allow a uh, public pretender to represent me. So I got sent to that house for what two and a half years. So what it is? It's an evil judge who does whatever the hell he wants to, and the rest of the you know the rest of the judges and the rest of the legal system allows it. That's why I don't have any use for the legal system. I believe that the judges and the lawyers and the policemen, for all practical purposes, they need to be put to death. So anyway, I have to show up, so I decide to file yet another motion to remove him from court. And he reads it, he plays a little game, and he is determined to be on this case, even though we'd already gone through that, and I'd filed it in the federal court to sue him and Perigo for violating the law and this stupid lawyer. You know, for plotting with my brother to essentially have this uh, guardianship dismissed, and it wasn't dismissed because my brother killed my mother. But anyway, 
they've gone through the court and the federal the the Stephen Ball has well he's cut up this you know he's cut up this case like a roast. He cut off the two crooked judges and the stupid crooked lawyer first. Then he cut off Newton County and the Newton County Sheriff's Department, the, the people who have to pay the money. And then he left only Pigook and the Hippo and Corporal Barnes, wherever he is, and you know, you know Ken Copeland. So, this week I also received a order to show cause to show causes to why this case should continue. Well, the answer is that I've, I've come to the conclusion is that, hey, what difference does it make if my brother killed my mom? You, you know, someone who will go ahead and kill his own mother is someone who you can probably rely on to kill, well, judges' mothers and lawyers' mothers and pig licenses mothers and the rest here. You know, someone who doesn't have any morals who will go, you know, other than greed, who will kill their own mother, why, hey, it's somebody who you can, well, maybe not rely, but you can, you know, he doesn't have a problem with, you know, with murder here. And, you know, folks, you know, neither do I, I don't have a problem killing. I was listening to Dewey Tucker's show, and he had his daughters there. And his daughters, I like his daughters, I like Dewey. Don't agree with uh, his notions of m- multiple reincarnations, and certainly not the no free will. But someone was asking about, oh, what the heck about you know who are Israelites? How do they become Israelites? And you know, besieging a foreign city and finding a foreign beautiful woman and making taking her to wife. You know, it was a prisoner of war, and I explained that. And then we got to the very first civil war, major civil war between the tribe of Benjamin and the tribe, the rest of the tribes of Israel. And I pointed out is that the last books of Judges should be the first books of Judges because you have people like Moses' own grandson. The time of the Judges lasted about 450 years. The Israelites left at the tail end of the Hyksos, the Hyksos uh, fighting. That is why they're not mentioning Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs, because the Thebans, who were at the tail end of the 17th dynasty, and they founded the 18th dynasty, which is the most famous dynasty. At the very end of the 18th dynasty, you have King Tut. At the very end of the 17th dynasty, you have a man who decides to rebel against the Hyksos, who had been in power for 150-200 years. Who come out of you know? Who come out from Canaan with the horse, with the chariot, with the composite bow, with chains and spears and metallurgy, and they had finished. They had finished the Middle Kingdom. Now, the Middle Kingdom was around 2000 BC, which was around the time of Abraham, and he was a contemporary of Amenhotep the first, who had who had established essentially what was a feudalism. He had reconnected Upper and Lower Egypt after the Old Kingdom had fallen apart because of more powerful governors, and Amenhotep had reconnected Upper and Lower Egypt. It was his great-grandson or his grandson who created the Fayum Delta, it was a Fayum uh, oasis. He went, it was a low spot. 
he dug a channel from the Nile and he filled up what became a lake. And that is who Joseph was. They called Bayer, you know, they called the lake, the river of Joseph. It was Joseph who helped create, who helped create that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that plenty. You know, and that lake lasted about, oh, you know, until it silted up. It lasted about, oh, 1,500 years or so. Well, a little bit more. That's about 2,000 years, really. But the very end of the Middle Kingdom was when the Hyksos came in and invaded. And there was a pharaoh who did not know Joseph. And they took over and they imprisoned the Israelites in order to make them build cities to prevent the native Egyptians who were centered at Thebes from rising up and kicking them out. So the reason that you don't have the Exodus mentioned is that the Theban kings were not going to say, well, we came to power because there was a there was an Exodus. So I point out is that the Exodus occurred somewhere between 1600 and 1550 B.C. He had about, oh, you had about, oh, 40 years. And then Moses went and conquered the eastern bank of the Jordan, where the Moabites and the Ammonites had been set aside, by some cases, by this giant refam called Og, who was 13, years, you know, 13 feet tall. But under a new leader, Joshua, who was of Ephraim, and his friend Caleb, who was of Judah, they crossed the Jordan, and Moses was dead. And they destroyed Jericho. And then, oh no, here are these Amorite Jews, and they are clever. They are. They are fourth or fifth down from the line of Canaan, down from Sidon. They go down. They go down, and at Sidon, you know, Sidon, you have, you have Hathor, you know, the, the father of Hittites. You have these other creatures, including the Jebusites, who were lived around you know, Jerusalem. And so you have a number of Canaanites. But the main one are the blonde, blue-eyed, smaller-nosed, Leslie Stahl-looking Jews called the Amorites. Tall. Strong. Amoral. And these Amorites, where they sort of spied and they realized it was Moses, he's dead now, but he has ruled that, guess what? When you come across a foreign city, you besiege it, and after three generations of them being your slaves, they're Israelites. You're brought back from the Adamic family back into the Israelite family. But regrettably, some of these Amorites, some of these Jews, had with them the time of Phineas when he was high priest. Because this, this civil war occurred while Phineas was priest. Was a priest here. Phineas. Phineas may have very well been born in Egypt. You read about him in Numbers twenty five, where he killed a a Simeonite prince and his Midianitist princess. It wasn't race mentioning, it was because she was using her pussy to get the Israelites away from Yahweh. So moving on. Moving on. What to do? Uh, 
I pointed out, and these you know these girls in Dewey thought was awful. My pointed out is that these Amorites had you know just like the Eliars and the Thinkleshimis had put themselves up and set themselves up as scholars and great leaders and all this good happy horseshit, and as a result, as a result. They didn't obey the law of giving away these homosexuals. They tried to get this Levite priest man pussy, or they'd gone ahead and killed his, what, concubine from Judah. And she was at, you know, they was at Bethlehem, uh, Judah, and they said, no, let's not stop in Jerusalem amongst the Jebusites. Let's go on to Benjamin. Let's go on to Gibeah, where there were these, you know, Gibeites. Amorite Jews. And so, and so, you know, when it came time to fight the Civil War, these Benjamites were treated. I don't care if it was two or three year old Benjamite little girls. They were treated just like a Canaanite was supposed to be treated, just like an Amorite should have been treated. They were put to death. Everything the breed was put to death, to be put to death, and it was put to death except for 600. Benjamite soldiers who were young and strong and fleet foot who ran into the rocks. And then they decided they would not totally destroy the tribe of Benjamin within Israel. There, was, there were Benjamites outside of Israel. And I have tried to point out in my shows is that you had, you had the Israelites scattered all the way from the British Isle all the way to India. Well, within that area, there there were, you know, the tribe of Benjamin was nearly destroyed. But 400 years later, King Saul, he hates these Jews. He hates these Gibeonites, and he tries to have them judicially exterminated, the ones who are still left. There were obviously some of them left, and they complained that Saul tried to, you know, kick us out of the coast here. I mean, Jews do not like living amongst themselves. That's why Zionism is a shell. But moving on, but moving on, I only had pointed this out here. Earlier today, you had Wolfowitz Wailing Wallstein. He was talking about God. He was yapping about God is all omnipotent and all powerful and all sort of good stuff here. And I... You know, he did not want me to talk, neither does Bitch Buberos, neither does Uncle Tom's dog Pig Bowie, because they are like Finkelstein and, you know, Eli James and Brian Real and the rest here. They don't want you to see them, you know, their snouts. They don't want you to see them that they have red skins. They don't want to see that they're mamzers or Jews, and they don't want to see that they're faggots or what's underneath their tail. Anyone who claims to be a scholar... Anyone who claims to know something, anybody who claims to be a person of learning, should be able to justify whatever the heck he wants to say. And if he's not, he's not for real. Everyone should know that. You have to be for real in order, in order to, well, have the confidence to do a show. I've confidence to do a show. So anyway, here come Uncle Tom's dog pig here, and 
you know, I, I went ahead and commented is that guess what? Here you had these you know, you had these pagan tards. No, we have to have a Nordic religion. Well folks, whenever I hear that, I think it's probably a model like Brian Rio or the rest here yapping about we need to have Aryan religion. Well guess what? About a thousand or so years ago, my Swedish ancestors abandoned Wodenism. It didn't do anything for us here. It was a bail religion. We embraced Christianity. And then the time came when the Roman Catholic Church didn't do anything for us here. We embraced Lutheranism. Lutheranism. And then the time came when my father was, oh, you know, in his 50s or so. Lutheranism or whatever didn't do it. He embraced Herbert Armstrong and British Israelitism. But the way to get any new converts is to have open open speeches here. I mean, having having a closed system means that there is decay, that there is nothing there for real. So I went ahead and said, well, this, you know, it's just like all of Uncle, you know, Wolf Wolfstein. It just degenerates into Tom Bowie blather, and I got muted. I got, you know, essentially censored. And you end up having, well, I, I was listening to the retarded shit here. And by this time, I decided to catch up on my sleep, and I did so. Well, folks, that's what we have in the movement. In any case, well, I'm not sure where to go. You know, I mean, essentially, I went ahead and I did get this judge to cut off the bond that was unnecessary for my sister to administrate the, essentially the $35,000 farm in Nitton County and the $2,000 $2, piece of junk land here, the lots, which are north of the Tort building just north of the Hubble. But Kevin Selby refused, refused to obey the law. So I'm tired. I only had about two hours sleep here, so I... I called the next day, did another all-nighter, you know, answering Brian Real in depth. Because when I'd answered him, you know, before, that was one of the things that uh, the judge had dismissed. You didn't answer him in depth. So I'm answering him in depth. So I call up the next morning and say, hey, Thursday morning, did you talk to Perigo? Yeah, I did. Perigo isn't going to make Selby obey the law. I said, you do know that Perigo is disobeying this law. He says he is supposed to make a judge obey the law, state law. Well, yeah. So in the coming week or so, I'm going to make a big deal about how judges do not obey laws and how prosecutors don't obey laws because by law, they're supposed to remove these judges and charge them with at least a misdemeanor to where they can't be judges anymore. So Thursday, I'll listen to Hillary, and I'll grant old Hillary is an evil cunt, but hey, she is a tough old evil cunt here. She really was. And she's fighting these Republicans who ain't any more better. So anyway... I go ahead, and at toward the tail end, Brian Rio is demanding a gag order, an open gag order. 
So I decide to get her done. I get her done Friday, and I mail out a copy. You know, I, I go ahead and spend $19.99 for express mail. Next day's service, usually guaranteed. And I send out, I send out uh, via priority mail. This one copy I already got done. Essentially, Brian Reels' lawsuit involves the same stupid crap from 2010. There's not a single thing that's new in it. Other than, other than he is bitching that in March through July, I went, I went and dared to post on my forum the Pacer documents where I ridiculed Brian Reel's bullshit. An open public document, but oh no, it's awful. So, in case. I go, I go by here, and there's nothing in there. Next morning, I decide to add because hey, I've learned one thing: is that the Ohio, the Ohio court process, is far smoother than the Missouri court process. And I'm already covered with them. I said, guess what? I could counter sue as many people as I want. So I might very well add forty of. Brian Reels ass clouds. I might go ahead and add Johnny Tom to Britain. But what I did do is I, you know, I bought here some little clips here. You have 38 pages plus 14 pages plus one page of exhibits. Let me see. So I have about 100 pages or so. Let's see, 38 and 14 and 7 and 8. Let's see, 38 and 8. Oh, hell, 60-some pages. Big and thick. So, uh, so what to do? Well, what I do is that I decided to go ahead and add the big three. I decided to add Brian Reel's father, Rabbi Frank, and Rabbi Eliar. I'm going to join them to this lawsuit. I'm going to, I'm, I call them co-conspirator, co-counter-defendants. And let them send it all out to Brian Reel's counter defendants, and then I'll go ahead and add the rest here. Now, Brian Reel, I went in there Saturday, and sure enough, Nigger Lips had gotten and signed for it at 10:30 his time, which is 9:30 my time. So, gotten there. Doubtless, he's going to file motion after motion after motion after motion. Uh, and I come back. And I've been told that no mail was coming there, and I picked up Friday's mail, and I got something from the Lake County Sheriff's Department. Now, Brian Rio had claimed that I had been the one who released this, you know, LexisNexis page, but on this Lake County Sheriff's Department, it was Russ Walker who did it. He's bitching Russ Walker. So I get the stuff from, you know, March 2011. Essentially, Brian Reel's been lying to the federal judge. He's lying to the state judge as well. Oh, goody. I'll go ahead and put that up. I bought a domain. Uh, we'll call it Brian Reel's Lawsuit. Brian Reel Lawsuits. And I'm going to get them, and I'm going to put them up. And let everybody know about Brian Reel. But, folks, I got done what I had to get done. I had to file that that answer, lest Brian Real get twenty five thousand dollars 
claiming a default judgment. I go ahead and look. Here's my real asking for a gag order. Well, way back in 1930, there was a character like me. His name was uh, Jay Near, and he did not like niggers. He did not like Jews. He did not like crooked, you know, politicians. He didn't like these goofy bastards at all. And so he said that, guess what? Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Hennepin County is ruled by a bunch of crooked bastards. Now, four years later, he was gunned down again. (laughs) You know, by these crooked bastards that he was, you know, yelling about. But it went to the Minnesota Supreme Supreme Court, and they ruled the 1925 dead rule where... We can't have people talking about crooked politicians and how they're full of shit. We can't have them talking about that. Now, can we? And we're the second time. And then a Colonel McCormick, who was a publisher, the Chicago Tribune, provided lawyers and money and went to the United States Supreme Court. And the United States Supreme Court ruled in 1931, Near versus Minnesota, that there could be no such thing as prior restraint, unless it was something like of military or, you know, uh, national security implications. There could be no prior restraint, certainly not for somebody like Brian Real, why like pussy about that sort of thing. So here he is, he's asked for shit he can't get. And that the Ohio, you know, Lake County Court can't give him. Total total, total bogus bullshit. What's to say? Well, I don't know. What am I going to say? I'm going to say is that, guess what? Don't worry about it. I worried about it, but, you know, folks, we don't have any law. But we have all these Mongols, we have all these ass clowns, we have all these evildoers who essentially cannot behave, who will not behave, who are among us. And, folks, when you have judges openly refusing to obey the law, Really, there is no law. We gotta understand that when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, civil war, which has always been present, which is always an option, I believe, is around the corner. Folks, a representative democracy like we got under a Constitution Bill of Goods, which is interpreted by whatever piece of shit claims that power at the time. You know, the Constitution doesn't mean what it says. It means whatever some lawyers who are unelected say it means. And so it can mean, what, you know, totally opposite of what the Constitution actually says. But we're supposed to obey the Constitution, you know, uphold it as they say it is, their interpretations, or rather what it actually does say and how it is supposed to be very difficult to change it. But now it's just simply some, you know, what, five lawyers as opposed to four? Say it is. In short, there is no constitution. There is no unyielding paper piece of shit document. Folks, when it comes down to it, the only really legitimate form of government is a local you know, group of elders, you can't trust them. They can be crooked. They can be dishonest. 
They can be worthless. You can't trust them. How do you know they're not going to go ahead and do evil? And the answer is you don't. You don't. what to do. I think it's usually been a monarchy. A monarchy which is sort of like an Oliver Cromwell monarchy. You see, when you end up having a successful general, be it like in ancient Israel, a successful general would try to put his son in his power. And as usually like in the case of Omri, he was a rather competent general, and he had a rather, rather competent son named Ahab who married a bitch called Jezebel. And then usually it was the grandson or the great-grandson who lost it. In the case of General Jehu, it was the same way. Today we have what? Oh, let me see. Assad, who was a dictator, and he had a fairly competent son who was a dictator. Saddam Hussein, he became a dictator, but he didn't really leave it to his worthless evil sons. Let's see, Kim Il-sung left it to his son, who stayed in power for a while, and who left it to his grandson, who may or may not maintain it. Who knows? Usually a military dictatorship becomes a monarchy when the military dictator tries to leave it to his son. Now, let's say I'm not altogether fond of monarchy. Why, guess what? The... uh, Oh, the Queen of England, she's obviously a Jewess. Essentially, all it is is just a bunch of Jews here in the royal household. You know, now, Johnny Tonto, Britain claimed to be royalty, but, you know, hell, he was just simply a petty constable when he had Red Decker. You know, and delusional. So anyway, if things continue, we would have a military dictatorship. We'd have 10,000 of them, and maybe, maybe not. I tend to think maybe not. Because, oh, well, yeah, they had a bunch of wiggers. You have Angela Merkel, who has pretty well destroyed her country. And she wants to destroy the rest of the country. And they're saying, no, nah. the Eastern country said, no, we don't need this shit. But, most cases, Uyghurs, you know, you, you, if you're in politics, you understand is that, hey, worthless Uyghur leaders have a worthless Uyghur population behind them. Well, that's what I've tried to say. And my point of view, or my show, is that it's warlordism which is going to prevail. But on the other hand, you know, maybe warlords, they'll be smarter than most of their, you know, most of their uh, followers, but folks, most of the followers are pretty degenerate as well. There's going to be a big die-off coming ahead. And what I call it is the Great Tribulation. Now, getting back to what's willing Wallstein. If you're an Israelite and you understand Yahweh's law, you are a part of Yahweh. You have a portion of you which is part of Yahweh. How can a man understand Yahweh? Well, a man really cannot understand Yahweh. The one who got the closest was Moses. And Yahweh told Moses, you can't see my face. He'd kill you. I would just see a glimpse of my back, a brief, brief glimpse of my back, and it made his face glow in the dark and in the light for about, what, 40, 50, 60-some-odd days? 
we cannot altogether understand Yahweh, everything about Yahweh, but what we can understand a little bit is because we are children. We are a part of Yahweh. We have a bit of the divine. And therefore, we are in tune with Yahweh. And then for the rest, we have a book. We have a Bible to keep us there. We don't need to go through reincarnations. We don't need to go through a bunch of periods in order to go ahead and become like Yahweh. We have a choice to get it right in one or to not get it right in one. In any case, can a man understand Yahweh? No. But someone like these critters here who don't know how to behave, why they're they're just simply blowing smoke out their ass here. And when it comes time to have anybody any real discussion with it, they certainly don't want to have anyone talk who might be a son or daughter of Yahweh. And that's what our movement is about. It's all cross fronts talking to mainly Mongols and Tards who want entertainment, who want to play at, who want to live their own little passion play. When they do far better thinking about the future and how to prepare for it. So anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and look at the uh, I'm gonna go ahead and look at the chat and we will be back in a few minutes. Hail victory.
Yes, I am. We got a wigger problem. Wigger's always on my mind. The way they run to and fro. Different wiggers you'll never find. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Fill the trough up to the top. The way they run to and fro. And they're always eating slop. I wake up and ride away. Stupid wiggers come to mind. The way they run to and fro. Stupid wiggers you'll never find. Yes, I am mad. We got a wigger problem. Wiggers always on my mind. The way they run to and fro. The wiggers you'll never find. Just I admit we got a wigger problem. Fill the trough up to the top. The way they run to and fro. And they're always eating slop. Wiggers keep remembering how good dog used to be. Being caught long stone. Our freedom memory. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Wiggers always on my mind. The way they run to and fro. Stick the wiggers you'll never find. Yes, I admit we got a wigger problem. Fill the trough up to the top. The way they run to and fro. And they're always eating slop. The way they run to and fro. And they're always eating slop.
Okay, we are back, and this is a fairly, you know, usually this room is just filled with tarts, mainly Nimbus tarts, and usually in many cases, uh, one tart, Nimbus tart will bring along four or five other tarts, and he'll bring some more tarts, and oh well. I guess we have tonight a relatively tart-free chat, relatively. I mean, never can quite get rid of all of them. Any case, I uh, I uh, got my Toshiba number three up and running. You know, it was doing something else, so I'm uploading this video here. And I don't know. Over the past four or five years, I've gotten fairly good at extemporaneous speaking here. In many cases, I do not have a well. In many cases, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, so I just talk anyway. So I've, I've decided that I might, here is another plan. I might end up having a, you know, like a Punch and Judy sock puppet show here. I think I'm going to have me a sock puppet show with Felix and, you know, Felix and uh, Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry and Felix Drusinski, you know, uh, sock puppet show. And I'm not very good at ventriloquism. I'm not even going to pretend to do it here. I'm going to have... I'm going to have Iron Felix and Patrick Henry argue about what should be done about the Zog crisis here. And in many cases, I think it's far more time for, say, Felix Drzezinski and Patrick Henry. They're both revolutionary times, but the revolution in Patrick Henry's time was, well, it was pretty well a white, really upper, upper class. Of course, it was a poor man's fight, just like every fight has been. And you can talk about the ideals of the American Revolution. Yes, there were those ideals, which were betrayed by most of the remaining founding felons. But I made mean, I have I have said several times that if it was a matter of a revolution, which was a well, essentially a cutting off a cutting off of uh, ties really with the old country, you know, as post-colonies or something like that here. And as a result, about 20% of the Tories, the loyalists, they did leave America. They went to Canada. Some went to Australia. Many of them did leave. Many of them did leave but became known as the United States. And they head for Canada. And they then screwed that country up sort of here. You know what I mean? But but there was room to move. Nowadays what what we have is we have a whole bunch of brown and black people who can't provide for themselves and they have they have traitors you know, judges, lawyers, and the rest here. And folks, there is no, there is no, you would think, you would think like I point out for the second time. Here you are violating Missouri state law, openly violating Missouri state law. What difference does it make? I get to do that. And they don't seem to realize is that when there is no law, there is no rule of law, then the other side it gets to make law, too. And it can say that its will is law. 
And as a result, uh, you know, you, you had totally, you know, it was a, a, the American Revolution was totally different than, say, the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution, because folks, the American Revolution was cutting off, was essentially cutting off and forming a whole new government and allowing those who were loyal to the old regime to, well, essentially load up in ships and go, well, to Canada or later on to Australia. In the French Revolution, there was no place to go. In the Russian Revolution, there certainly was no place to go left. And so as a result, the ancient regime was totally exterminated. They lost power, and they were all together exterminated. And it wasn't just simply a revolt as in ancient Israel to where the only ones who were exterminated was the king and the king's buddies and the king's friends and the king's bell priests and the king's pig lice. And a few of the people were stupid enough to side with the king during the successful revolution and they were exterminated altogether. Really, I believe I believe that whenever there was a revolution in ancient Israel, 5% or less of the population was affected. Because for all practical purposes, they had no loyalty to the former system or the former king. It really wasn't it really wasn't changing a total system of government. It was just simply changing the parasites and predators who were at the very top and going with a new regime which claimed that they would improve things and they did for a little while. They got back in the same old rut. You know, probably within a decade. But the upcoming revolution is not only going to be a revolution, it's going to be a civil war. It's going to be a civil war in which the... in which everything, really... I mean, there is a there is a blog I look at here called Bison Prepper here. And the character has been a race mixer or something like that. He lives in Elko, Nevada. And I, I read his stuff here. You know, folks, uh, what, what has helped create, you know, the person I am? Has been reading Lothar Stoddard, reading, reading this other maniac, uh, Kurt Saxon. Whenever I hear some stupid heifer say, oh, I want anarchy. Well, anarchy usually means that stupid heifers like you get raped by niggers. You know, you'd be lucky if you get raped by a white guy. But, you know, we usually raped by niggers. Now, by, by the way, I, I went, I went uh, Saturday to pick up something here, and here we had this young Granby nigger, and he was essentially... Trying to sweet talk some, you know, some little hillbilly heifer with blonde hair and you know blue gray eyes. She wasn't very big. Essentially, she he was trying to give her nigglets, and she has not been. You know, obviously she has not been trained to guess what. Let's not talk to niggers. But we do not talk to niggers around here. We, I mean, niggers. What do I need niggers for? Now he wants he wants to go ahead and give you know a little white girl you know something here just like all niggers do here. You know, but regrettably, this was sixty years ago. 
was 70 years ago during the days of, say, Emmett Till, when niggers knew their place. Anyway, I was trying to glare at the stupid heifer, you know, little heifer. She had her younger sister, and then she had three of her, you know, three of her brothers or sisters there. And I said, well, nigger, you know, nigger wants to go ahead and give her something. He wants to mount her. We're trying to figure out how to go ahead and maybe get rid of the younger sister here and the you know, very younger ones and the rest here. And now these people have been trained, I guess, to be smart enough to say, hey, look, uh, you know, whatever you got, nigger, I don't want. Move away. In any case, I think he knows who I am here, and he sort of he sort of stopped a little bit, and hopefully, hopefully there will not be any niggas six months, you know, nine months from now here. Who knows? Who knows? In any case, where am I at here? Uh, a Zog, a Zog crisis in color. Yes, you have a Zog crisis. And it's going to it's going to be more and more and more. Well, they're not they're not able to provide for themselves. They're never going to be quote tolerable. I mean, from my gather, I think Angela Merkel is essentially it's becoming well known is that guess what, Angela Merkel, you have destroyed your country. How are we going to deal with that? Now folks, I know how to deal. And increasingly, you end up having a young man who dressed up in a Darth Vader suit here and uh, took a machete or a sword because he didn't have a gun, and he killed a, you know, he killed, what, two, you know, critters? I'm not quite sure what the hell goes on here, and now they're probably going to go in. Why is that? Folks, any pig, any lawyer, any judge who goes against a white kid, I mean, essentially, his entire family should be destroyed. Now, they like niggers so much, oh, shit, put their, them and their kids in a boat with them damn niggers. No food, no water, and say, hey, eat wigger, the other white meat. Don't so rape them. You know I mean? It don't really matter. They need to die. Folks, that is the, that is the situation we want to have. And, folks, there is what? These creatures are coming, and in this country... There's less and less and less ability to, you know, actually provide for anything. Corporate agriculture, I mean, for now, the price of fuel and everything is sort of low. But soon enough, soon enough, things will go higher again. Uh, well, there is already, there's already the understanding that, guess what? Interest rates will rise, and as a result, guess what? These these things have not been paid for. They've been borrowed money because it's cheaper to borrow rather than bother to pay the interest. Let's say you let's say you borrow a million dollars, ten percent. It's going to cost hundred thousand dollars a year, and that's not even paying off the principal. But guess what? Then the, the price goes down to 5%. So what do you do? Well, you borrow $2 million. You've got twice as much to so you borrow twice as much, and then you pay off on the principal 5%. And then it goes down to 2%. Then it goes down to 1%. Then it goes down to less like it has over the last 30 years. 
0.1%, where essentially they're just simply printing up all this here currency to bail out the banks. These big banks, why there? There's nobody who are able to create anything. There is no new Henry Ford out there who is creating a new market which is unsaturated. In fact, all they believe is that, guess what? We're going to ship off jobs to China. We're going to ship off our industrial production to China. And the Chinese are not doing that good. The Chinese figure out, what do we need American dollars for? We've got trillions already stored. What are we going to do with them? And so all they really want is, well, cardboard paper, cardboard refuse, steel and glass refuse. Soybeans, no, they like soybeans. What else are they going to use? What, what, what are they going to, you know, what do they possibly need from America? So you have a system of global trade which doesn't really work. It isn't going to work. Certainly not when there's input, you know, no longer input of free or cheap money. When you have, see, I mean, how is a system like Germany going to pay for all these shit-skinned migrants coming in? Maybe they, maybe they should, maybe they should just simply sold guns to the Greeks and told them to shoot down shit-skins coming in, you know, into Greece in boats. They're trying to, they're trying to pay off the Turks here to. Oh, please, won't you keep them? And according to law, refugees are supposed to stop at the first safe place here. It would be a whole lot cheaper to build cities in Turkey. But guess what? Turkey wants to be part of the EU. It wants to be sort of like Greece. Print up all these euros, which aren't worth a whole awful lot. Which are going to become less worthwhile. Because, folks, if you don't have white people paying taxes, White people producing anything? How how are the shit skins going to make it? Hmm? No, what you see is more and more incompetence. You see more and more corruption here. You have old nigger lip Brian Rowe. He actually thinks he's going to get my money, and he thinks he's going to go ahead and somehow convince a Lake County jury to give it to him. He's not. He's going to go through the motions. He doesn't have a single thing new to say. And by the way, they are tired of him in Lake County. They're going to send me copies of this case, and I'm going to put his case files <coughs> up on my web pages, and people will go ahead and look to see what a lying criminal this critter is. They might think. I mean, shoot, I looked and think. Some of you men must retarded trolls were really trolling the crap out of think. Here, here he was yapping to old Meerkat Mark Downey, the FBI, you know, the FBI fibby who ran off with the Jewish sexual mascot. Talking about no devil. You talk about two seed lines, but he doesn't believe in two seed lines. He's a no devil. But he's talking about stuff he knows nothing about and what Lily knows about he hates. Mm-hmm. 
that's what we have in our movement. We just have a bunch of you, well, tarred trolls who want to pretend to be Nordic. You might end up looking more like Brian Real than being Nordic. But the end result is I, I, I question why do you wanna why do you wanna be something you're not? Why don't you learn to live with who you are? Well, I'm looking I'm looking on AMC, they have this thing called Into the Badlands and they're saying what a hundred or so years from now there is no America. All it is is ruled by warlords. And guns have been banned. So essentially they're running around just like they're Japanese Japanese here or chinks with martial arts here and they're doing all this martial arts because firearms have been banned because the warlords banned them. Well, that's nice. They look pretty well they look pretty well fed here for someone who lives in a warlord nation. Most warlords are not well there are some exceptions. Paradoxically, paradoxically, during the intermediate period of uh, Egypt, in some cases, the actual ordinary people were about an inch taller, which meant they got fed more, you know, from giving to their local gnome or governor. You know, uh, Egypt was divided into, what, 20, 30, 40, 50 gnomes, N-O-M-E-S, not G-N-O-M-E-S, but gnomes. In some cases, they did actually better than they did when Egypt was united. Upper and lower Egypt, about around 600 or so, just before the Assyrians conquered it, it had been ruled by Nubian niggers. And so as a result, Egypt started becoming looking like it does now. Instead of Hamitic white people, they were, well, Especially a bunch of niggers. So anyway, here. Uh, where am I at here? No, they wouldn't be. That would they wouldn't be tolerable here. Let's see. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. I bet they're past tired of Marty and Newt Cat. I bet they are too. But on the other hand. I also support Newton County. I intend to quietly have Roxy run for sheriff this coming year and point out is that, guess what? These judges cannot obey Newton County, you know, Missouri law. What good are they? Why should anybody obey any law? If a judge can't obey a law, why should anybody else obey a law? If a prosecuting attorney can't try a regime criminal who's a traitor because he's not obeying the law he's supposed to obey, why should anybody do anything other than prosecute a prosecutor? Well, for anybody who has read history, like the late Roman Republic and this endless cycle of civil war after civil war after civil war, these civil wars lasted. For what? In many cases, you can say 100 years, parts of them. The English Civil War lasted, really, for all practical purposes, from, what, 
1625 to 1688. Lasted 60 years as various phases. At the very end, there was indeed, there was indeed a kingship after you had a military dictatorship. But it was a totally different dynasty. The Stuarts were kicked out and then allowed back in, and then they were kicked out again. And the end result was, well, I think it was somewhat to where the 1688 was probably the acme. Most many times I have pointed out that the acme of Western political thought was derived at by the English Civil War, not by the American Civil War, but by the English Civil War. In case, <clears throat> what story was that? Well, hey, if you are if you are a shit skid mongrel, his real name is Tony Young, and you want to pretend to be have a made up name like Savannah Longshanks, you want to pretend to be a Swedish uh, English nobility, and you're really just a shit skin packy from Bristol or Rotherham or wherever. Why you'd be denying it too here, sort of like old Brian Real Sword Nigger did. Plus, I've been looking in this answer. I've been looking in this answer during the last, what, oh, couple months. I've been digging back in. And, folks, uh, I had, I'd been looking for this email by Russ Walker. And, folks, I didn't see it until, what, oh, I picked up the mail Saturday. And, yes, it was, it was Russ Walker who gave that LexisNexis file that John Britton's lawyer had given to John Britton to give to for myself and wee willy winky of, of Northern California and Buck McHugh and myself and to Russ Walker. And Russ Walker sent it to his retard email list. I don't know if some of you have been so unlucky as to be on Russ Walker's retard email list. Most people who are on Russ Walker's email, retard email list, what they do is that they set up a spam folder. You know, Dewey Tucker does that. He sets up a he sets up a Russ Walker retard email list, and it goes immediately to a spam folder. That sits there. It's it's marked spam. I don't because I want to see what the retard says. And especially Johnny Tonto and R. D. Bradshaw, this we lost Talmudic Jew boy, Eddie Costa wannabe Jew boy. Has to go ahead and tell Russ Walker so Russ Walker tells me because Russ Walker wants to be mean to me. And these retards are mean to each other. Well, I knew that Russ Walker had rubbed old nigger lips' nose and the fact he was a shit-skinned mongrel. He wasn't what he pretended to be. So here you have Brian Rio essentially admitting to Lake County Sheriff's Office what he has lied to, to the federal judge, and to the Lake County, Ohio judge. I don't. I don't think you're supposed to lie. To, I don't think you're supposed to lie to anybody. I think it's unwise to lie to judges. On the other hand, these judges they like lie. They like a lying population. They like a corrupt population because a corrupt population is a population they can control, or so they think. I don't know why you want to control a bunch of shift hands who can't control do anything. 
it would be far better to be a free man living in a free society. The judges and lawyers and pig lives, they don't want to think that way. They want to rule however it takes to rule. It doesn't really matter if they're in violation of their oath, but they're in violation of a social system which is going to collapse. And from that social collapse, you will have a system which has no need for them and will destroy them, absolutely. So anyway, folks, well, yeah, uh, he is. So why not, Marcellus? Okay. Folks, I'm going to go ahead and... uh, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and take yet another break, and we will be back in a few minutes. Hail victory.
call in a little bit times and call me up here like this. You know, rather than just, you know, rather have just a private, rather than have just a private, you know, series of death threats or whatever. You come to me when you wanted something, but a hundred ten dollars all you could get. Now you're calling me with cussing and death threats. You stay with a disappointment, leading much yet. Where, oh where, are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and all I found you up. You made another run. You was gone. Grandma, she got solemnized by a fish possum. Staggering home from our house Christmas Eve. You may say that this is thing as fish possums, but when your tongue holds rusted, you'll believe. She's been drinking too much eggnog. And we beg her not to go. But she's on other medications. And he staggered at the door and gave us When we met Marion this morning, at the scene of the attack, she had brought with her a bushhead and incriminating claw marks on her back. Grandma, she got sodomized by a pitch possum. Staggering home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say that this thing is piss bottoms, but when your drunk old said that, you'll believe. Now we won't be here in the bar. He's a naked of himself. See him in that working football. Home from our house Christmas Eve. 
You can claim there's no such thing as this bottom. But when June Bogland clips that, you believe. Grandma, she got out of my buy a piss possum. Take me home from my house Christmas Eve. You can claim there's no such thing as piss bottoms. But when your bungle stretched out, you'll believe me. Merry Xmas. Grandma's birthday. I was I was listening Friday night here, or maybe it was yesterday night. Uh, uh, I was listening to uh, he, you know, think what she needs with Rabbi uh, Mark Downey, the No Devil Tard here. Uh, I think I think old Mark Downey is actually white here. Uh, he's a, just a little wigger. He's a little wigger who likes pretending to be a CI dentist pastor. I remember when he was made pastor. It was after uh, you know lying Larry Blanchard ran off from Port Orchard and left them all alone. So old Clunt took some Crisco oil and some Jergens lotion, some Clunt stanky, and she uh, ordained old Meerkat Mark as a pastor because they were sort of shy of pastor. You know that bunch of Mongols and Jewesses and the rest here. But he's a no, he's he's been no devil tarred for years. And so it's saying he's a no devil tart. And they were yapping. They were yapping about a critical commentary on Bertrand Compare. Now, you know, I, I don't know why in the world this idiot Jew boy gets the notion that we just needed to have this Jew boy pig with his uh made up, you know, by Jews, New Talmud translation, doesn't know who Simon Magus was, doesn't know anything about the Bible at all. Doesn't know anything about Greek. Greek, and by the way, the reason that oh, this Greek Mongol woman uh, named Athena, you know, who used to be buddy buddies with Russ Walker, she got tired of this shit around uh, this time last year, and she told everybody that Russell's mother was a pure-blooded Guido Sicilian or something like that, and uh, then. You know, Russ didn't know what to say, and then you know uh, Johnny Tonto got involved in something like that. Anyway, I, I I went ahead and said quite you know plainly is that I had never heard that uh, Brian Real dare say, well he's lying about me, he's defaming me. He says I threatened to kill a woman. I said, hey, you threatened to kill this uh, Greek woman who lives in Michigan, who is in a wheelchair. Now she's 90 some years old, but you know, when she was 86 or something like that, you would think threatened to shove a spear through her head because she knew Greek and, you know, think does not. Or at least, you know, nobody who actually speaks Greek or writes Greek has anything good to say about Fink's uh, abilities. In fact, there was this Greek who was trying to relearn Greek, and he said she had a three week old Greek student. You know, laughs at Fink's pretense to understand Greek. So anyway, uh, I said that was why Brian Rio, you know, you know, did that threat. And as far as as far as threatening to uh, rape women, why? Yeah, I think it was in a talk show show where old Brian Rio threatened to uh, rape, you know, John Britton's wife and his daughters. And what happens, I said, look, uh, I wouldn't worry too much about, you know, Brian Real raping 
women here, I mean, I think he's a homosexual. You know, I mean, you better watch your own cornhole. I wouldn't said that as much. Well, think, you know, doesn't know anything about Greek. He doesn't know anything about classical history, although classical history has nothing really to do. Because during the time when Homer was around 800 B.C., and Hesiod was 750 B.C., and Herodotus was 450 B.C., and Digulus was around zero or something B.C. or A.D. or whatever. Now these had a dang thing to do with the Bible. None of them. At all. So what do you need a Jew boy pretend to be a Greek scholar for? Here he was yapping about how we should not trust Bertrand Compare. We don't, you know, Bertrand Compare, he was a trailblazer, but we really need someone like you, boy, Fink. And what happens is I was looking over at the Pisser Possum Forum, and they were ridiculing, they were ridiculing the same thing. I mean, Fink is not a scholar of anything. Fink doesn't know anything. Fink is just, well, he's just simply a Jew boy with a bunch of mongrels. You know, running around with a mongrel like Savant Packy Shanks and still running around with a mongrel like Brian Real. And if this thing continues in Lake County, you know, he's going to have to provide team speak records, you know, which will show he's still conspiring with Brian Real. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, he said, Hi, Brian, before the show. He's still conspiring with Brian Real. So anyway, I was presenting the same thing that, you know, lost thing, you know, lost Brian Reel's case in front of uh you know the uh you know the United States District Court. And during this coming week I need to get my ducks in an order. But folks but folks, there is no law, there is no real law anywhere. Things will fall apart to where shit-skinned mongrels like Brian Real thinks he can use the court system to steal from white people. And these Jews, they think the same thing. And none of this shit is for real. At all. So, in case... Come on. <laughs> uh, well, does, uh, for Xmas, uh, yes, for Xmas record, probably does here. Let's see here. <laughs> this is one just got Christmas on Halloween. Man through shadows is a million thing. So here. Okay, we'll come back on him and brewing. We'll come back. Well, folks, uh, Yes 58 said Brian Real, you know, or Buck McHugh tried to stop this fighting with Brian Real. The hell he did. Last time I talked to Buck McHugh, and I went ahead and looked, you know, type in Howard Buck McHugh. You can see what you see. Last time I talked to Buck McHugh was in April of 2013. He was whining. Oh, you, you pussy out. You said you'd see Brian Real. I said, well, you see Brian Real. Brian Real cost me millions. He fighting with this Jew. What had got me kicked out of the stock market? And from what I gather, he was charged by the A.G. Edwards company for essentially pressuring older people, and he lost their money. So he's not in the stock market anymore. 
Now, the truth about that, you know, probably lies somewhere between what Buck McHugh and what Brian Real said. But Buck McHugh hated Brian Real. I went ahead and asked, I said, why, why, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at my sock puppets from four years ago. Why did you tell me everything about Brian Real except for his name and exactly where he lived? You've been using me as a cat's paw to take care of Brian Real, haven't you? Well, you said you said you see him. Yeah, I did. I'll have somebody like Terrify. Maybe you want to give up on Brian Real. No, I can't give up on Brian Real. What am I going to do? Not file a answer so I lose $25,000 by default? That's fucking stupid. Well, over and over, over and over, we just said we don't know this character at all. That's the end of it. Yes, but I'm not over in fucking English. I didn't fully answer Brian Rio's complaint on November 20th, 2014. So as a result, this judge used the excuse to not allow me to do a further answer. And that's going to have to be appealed. But folks, just because you don't want to fight doesn't mean that shit-skinned Mongols and Jews ain't going to bring the fight to you. The only way to end the fight is to end the problem. Be it pigs, be it lawyers, be it judges, be it politicians, be it Jews and Mongols. You end the situation. You end the problem to where there is no problem more to be dealt with. That's what happened. That's what happened with Joshua and the children of Israel. They didn't deal with the Gideonite problem when they had committed an act of fraud in order to live. Pretend to be white Israel, you know, Adamic people, when they were Amorite Jews, the ones who were supposed to be destroyed. And the answer should have been, was, hey, you deceived us. Now you're going to die. Now instead, they saved them from the other Amorites who thought that they had been betrayed, and they had been. Later on, these Benjamites who had these people, and it wasn't very long, it was just, what, two or three generations later, pretty much all of Benjamin in the in the land of Israel was killed as a result of civil war after 40,000 of the other Israelites' troops had died. Ten percent of their army had died. You had the equivalent of two Antietam's. In one day, you'd be equivalent to two Gettysburgs in one day. You have to make sure you cut out all the evil. You've got to destroy all the evil. If you're not going to destroy all the evil, then you have to live with the evil, but you have to keep on fighting piecemeal. Because you didn't cut out all the infection and all the evil. That's what you need to do. If you don't do it, then you're going to have to live with the results.
<laughs> yes, I'm Yuan. You are incorrigible. <laughs> Act. That's what we have in this country. We just have a bunch of cars who run wild. We got to live with it. All right? Where am I at here? I'm I'm going to, oh, I'm probably going to call it a night. Let's, you know, I'm I'm going to go ahead and see. I'm going to go ahead and see whether or not this uh, YouTube video is up yet. It probably is. Published, make your video live. Okay, I have a brand new video up. Open a little turd. Real one. There's some people like my videos. There's some people like my videos. I'll go ahead and put the number in. And I sort of think is that, hey, <clears throat> two hours for tonight is pretty good for a show. Now, Thursday night, I was so tired. I couldn't even take care of Roxy. I fed Roxy. I fed the puppy dog. I posted about two items. on whatever, and I was tired. I was very tired. So what I did is that, uh, hey, I only, I only had about a one or two minute show, and then, then Friday I did a, another show. And it was a longer show. Let's see. My channel. I still have my channel up. Portland said, okay. Videos, the movement turns, real one, 25th October. About 14 minutes here. Post it. Any case, oh, that's nice. 
I think I'm going to go ahead, and I think I'm going to call it a night. I'm not really tired. It's just this show. Uh, seems fairly dead. I can always add to it if I want to, or I can just say the heck with it. So, folks, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. How much can the septic tank hold? I have no idea. Uh, we have sewers in Granby, no longer have septic tanks. Anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and say hail victory. May Yahweh bless. And good night. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up this legal work. You know, I'm going to go ahead and put up uh, as a doc file in R- you know, RTF so you can, if you want, read 38 pages of it. And I'm going to go ahead and put the Lake County, Ohio bogus police report up. And I'm expecting uh, two of the Brian Rio cases, one against Arbitron and one against, you know, Homer R. Reppert, who, for whatever reason, uh, generated about, I think, about 400 pages of paperwork. So I can see what Brian Reels likely come up with before the case is dismissed. $43 and what? 65 cents worth. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and say hail victory. May Yahweh bless and good night. (laughs) It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.